This week's episode includes adult content. Listener discretion advised. Black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, we are fully recovered from COVID, so I cannot complain. And Harrison is back to his normal, usual self. Um, my week, other than that, has been trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. You know, I just don't know. And it's sort of driving me a little bit crazy. I don't know if I'm moving to Indy. I don't know if I'm moving to Atlanta. I, don't, I just don't know what I'm doing uh, right now. So other than that, uh, everything else has been pretty good. I can't complain. Options are always good though, Nicole. Options are good. Do we have a way that we're leaning? I mean, I have a way that I'm leaning, but that's... Well, I already know how you're leaning. I already know that. But um, no, I don't have a way in which I'm leaning. There are some things I still need to ensure before making a, make a decision uh, one way or another. So some things, that, some questions I have to make sure that I'm not set up for failure in either place or if I should be exploring completely different options at this point. So we'll see. As, you know, so another option might come out the woodworks and... Surprise us all. Well, like I said, options are always good. And if there's another option that comes out the woodworks, from my lips to God's ears, let it be in the Northeast. So, Johnny, you've been busy. I mean, you, you know, I'm glad that you have this new job, which is a financially better job with more responsibilities. And we can definitely tell the more responsibilities part. I feel like I lost my friend, y'all. She is busy. I am very busy, but I am... Here's the thing. And it, I knew that when I started, I would be busy short term, like very busy short term. But I've staffed up now. So I have a staff and I anticipate that my busyness will start waning and I will be able to have more time for creativity and my friends and family and life. So I said about six to eight months that I would be like, you know, in trenched in work. And we are getting to, I think, what, four months now? So probably like two to four more months, I'll be entrenched in work. And then I will have some a semblance of work-life balance by that point. So we, you know, we hope to get to that point. Speaking of work-life balance, so fun story time really quick. Last week, Ken asked me, he was like, hey, do you have off one of these days, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm Thursday, like my evening is free, like, you know, let's do something. So he surprised me with tickets to see the Bridgerton experience. So I was super excited. I like ordered us Bridgerton costumes 
okay, yes, I'm really dramatic. So I ordered us Bridgerton costumes off of Amazon and I got them here in time and I was like super excited. And then work got in the way. So we had to reschedule, but I'm super excited to go. And I'm even more excited because in this same week, look at God, we found out that one of my former coworkers and friends actually runs the facility. His family runs the facility that is housing the Bridgerton experience. So if you are in the DMV and you like Bridgerton, then check out the Bridgerton experience. It's at WEG Studios, which are the Whitfield Entertainment Group Studios. And it's super amazing. So if you don't know what the Whitfield Entertainment Group Studios are, it's the old BET Studios area. So check it out if you like Bridgerton. And this is how I found out that I needed to buy us some costumes. So I was like, do people dress up? And he was like, yeah, like about 80% of people dress up. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're dressing up. And then he said, some people even come in a horse and carriage. So I'm super excited to go. We will be going sometime in the next couple of weeks. So I will share with you all how it is, but I've only heard great things about it so far. And I'm super excited. So wait a minute. So you ordered a costume, you and Ken? Mm-hmm. So I guess Ken is the Duke. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he was not a fan of his costume. So, and I don't think he was not a fan of his costume. I think that he just was like, oh, can't we go and not dress up? But like, have you met your wife before? Is kind of what I said. And then I got him like a cute little ascot with like a top hat and a walking stick and a pocket watch. I thought that was enough because like he can wear his regular tuxedo pants. Like nobody's about to be checking to see if it's like Victorian tuxedo pants or not. Like it's tuxedo pants. Like, duh. But yeah, so I'm excited. I am really excited about that. Like, I mean, I want to go. I mean, that sounds like it's going to be fun. I hope so. I'm excited. I've seen pictures. I have to send you pictures of other people that have gone. And I'm like, oh, this is about to be fun. It looks beautiful. But I'm not going as far as coming in a horse and carriage. But shout out to the girl that did. But I'm not doing that. Because like, I feel like then Ken would just be like, Janine, you're way over the top. But yeah, shout out to the girl that did come show shout up to the Bridgerton to... experience in horse and carriage. Shout out to her. I love it. So uh, we will have to share pictures of this when you guys go on our social media pages because that's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, something really random on a on a side tangent. So I went to the allergist doing my follow-ups like I said that I would do, being diligent about taking care of my health. And I found out that I'm basically allergic to the entire world. Yep, including chicken. We knew that. We knew that from the thing that your bestie got you. But I was hoping that the allergist did not confirm that I was allergic to chicken. So I'm actually allergic to all of the animals in the air and the land. So she said, stay away from the air and the land animals and stick with the sea animals. Do you know what that means? That means I can only eat stuff that's out of the water, which not too much of that because iodine's not really that great for you. And then I can eat some vegetables. I'm disturbed by this. I need to have something like, you know, I've got a shot so that I could eat some things as my last hurrah. I got an allergy shot. But I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. Like my arms lit up like a Christmas tree. There were two things that I wasn't allergic to. You know what those were? Out of the things that they tested me for. So let me not be that dramatic. Like, I'm allergic to everything. But there were two things of the things that they tested me for that I wasn't allergic to. One was dogs, thankfully, so I don't have to get rid of my dog. And the other one was pine trees. But everything else, Janine is allergic to. How are you black and allergic to chicken? Help Janine understand, please. Well, are you allergic to the cow? What about beef? Allergic. 
You know what, Janine? You're going to be skinny forever because you're going to be eating seafood and veggies. I mean, listen, all we can do is work with what we have, okay? So you're going to be skinny forever, forever. And I love it. I wish, you know what? Let's all suffer together with Janine. Let's all only eat the sea animals, okay? And veggies. You can eat fruit. There you go. I can eat some fruit, yes. I'm here for it, but... I'm also here for maybe paying $65 a week to get an allergy shot so I can eat what I want. Well, you really should get allergy shots if you're allergic to all those things. Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe I'm going to do this because I think that this is probably a good investment so that I do not have to torture myself thinking about what I'm going to eat every five minutes. I think I might just go for the $65 after insurance is is quite expensive to me. I mean, if you think about it, 52 weeks a year times $65, like I'm literally now going to budget for an allergy shot, but it might be very well worth it. Girl, listen, go ahead and do that. That's like $250 a month. You Listen, budget for it like you budget for anything else. But, you know, it's crazy not to spend that money on that. I mean, you spend five times as much money a year on a purse. So budget for it and and keep going. Because even if you're like, I'm going to avoid all meat and gluten and everything else you're allergic to. They only can test you for a certain amount of things. What you don't want to do is run into something and then you have an allergic reaction just because you didn't know you were allergic to it. So you do need the allergy shots. But does that mean that I can eat the things that I'm allergic to? Uh, <laughs> you probably can need to eat. You can do like a little desensitization, like a little at a time, see how you feel. Yeah, but keep an EpiPen by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try that because when I saw the list, I was like, oof. I just really thought to myself, like, yeah, Janine, I don't know what you're about to eat. Lord knows I was feeling very limited. I also have not found any good shoes. And the people, y'all are failing me. I thought you were going to send me in some emails and tell me some things to look for, some brands, some shoes, some designs, something, something. Right now I'm feeling failed, right? I thought you all were my friends. I thought you were going to send me some cute shoes that were comfortable. Oh, the flats. No, I got nothing. I didn't get any flats. I didn't get any wedges that didn't look like grandma shoes because I don't think they exist. But I didn't get anything. You all, I feel disappointed. I thought you all loved me. I now know that you don't because I got nothing. And my feet are still walking around hurting. In their defense, we did not post about it. So we need to post about it this week and remind people to send us suggestions of, hey, what's your cutest flat shoes or wedges? Okay. We need to ask them that. So we don't have Johnny looking around crazy or broke down because she's still wearing heels. And that's what's happening right now. So I don't want, let me be very specific about what I'm looking for. I like shoes that are kind of edgy. So I don't want anything that's super plain. I like a lot of black, but I don't like super plain. Like, give me some edge. Give me a like a eclectic kind of shoe, right? Nothing too over the top, though. So somewhere in between eclectic and not over the top. So I don't want anything that people are going to be like, shoes. I don't want that. I just want people to be like, oh, those are cute. That kind of vibe. And I don't want to look like someone's granny. So if you all could help me, I will feel loved again if you all help me. But I really do need you all's help. Just saying. Okay. Well, we'll definitely um, summon the summon the folks so that uh, we can get that going because we don't want you to be walk around here broke down because you don't have any flats. 
because they're not cute enough for you. So we shall see. All right, Janine. So what is on your timeline this week, my dear? Okay, Nicole. So we are going to rely very heavily on your expertise this week because feminine hygiene is now actually on our timeline. Now, ladies, let me say this. I'm sure that all of you all have seen a ton of these ads about steaming and yanni pots and pussy pearls and douches and detoxes. I mean, how many ways are we going to clean the self-cleaning oven that is our vagina? I don't know. But that is actually not what we're focusing on this week. This week, there's a question that has been circulating that actually came from a guy that has been circulating across our socials. So it seems that it started on Reddit and then it migrated to Twitter, then migrated to Facebook and IG. So since it's inundated our timelines, we're chatting about it. Okay. So this is what the post said. The title of the post on Reddit mind you, this was posted anonymously, reads, my girlfriend never seems to wash before I give her oral. So we're going to pause right there because yes, the title is exactly what I just read. So here's the question slash statement that this person posted. I've noticed that every time I go down on my girlfriend that she's a bit ripe. I haven't brought it up to her yet because I don't want to hurt her feelings. But this morning, she was really smelly. I don't mind it if she smells a little bit funky. In fact, I like it. We were both really into it this morning. So I kept going because she was enjoying it so much. I feel like because I have never mentioned it before, she must think I like it. But this morning was extra pungent. She has really big lips. And I've always noticed that they get a bit gruelly. But this morning was like stale piss and a bit like prawns. I felt like it was kind of gross, but I was mega turned on. I'm not sure what to do. It seems kind of gross, but I'm still turned on by her so massively and love giving her oral. I've asked her if she wanted to shower before we do it, but she prefers to shower and clean up after. It's a fair enough argument to me. She also says she gets aroused by her own scent, which I think is kind of hot. But I'm not sure if I feel dirty because I do it anyway. So, Nicole, here's the thing. Now, we all know that every vagina has its own smell. But I'm not sure how I feel about the term pungent and vagina being used together. I'm not even sure if it's safe for him to be giving her oral sex, if it smells like it does. And he may be turned on, but should a pungent vagina really be in your mouth? Nicole, is this sanitary? Can you can you give us some of your expertise? Is this is this OK? OK, so the vagina itself has a smell like people say, oh, the vagina, it should smell like peaches and potpourri. That's not true. Right. Your natural vagina has a slight smell. Everything, everything on your body has a smell, but your vagina has a smell. It's not supposed to be fishy. Okay. That would make me think you have bacteria vaginosis, but it's not supposed to smell. It's almost smells like water, you know, like 
water from the ocean, maybe. Okay. Uh, like when people's water breaks, you can smell that salt water smell. The vagina doesn't smell that salty, but the, the, the discharge of vagina have can have somewhat of a, I call it natural water smell. Okay. Um, now pubic hair down there on the mons. Okay. Which is the hair covered area, um, that you see if you're standing up. Okay. Um, as well as the labia, which are the lips, you know, can have hair on it, right? And so anything that grows hair, has hair glands, can sweat. So for some people, the vagina can have a slight faint musky smell if you're sweating, okay? And of course, anything that sweats, that has hair follicles and sweat, um, those hair follicles, of course, produce sweat as well as um, its own natural sort of lubrication, those follicles could produce, you know, that can also muster up a smell, right? So it's very important to make sure you are groomed and to make sure that if you're going to keep hair down there, that you clean it regularly, okay? Because it's not just like the hair on your head because the vagina itself makes its own natural lubrication and juices. And then you have hair there that can also sweat. Okay, so it's not like the scalp hair on your head. And then it's covered, so it sweats even more, all right? And it's in an area that's by your legs that are moving, which can also cause friction and more sweat. So people say, you know, oh, well, we, you know, our hair doesn't have that much of an odor. No, our hair is constantly being aired out. The vagina is not. It's covered, y'all, and it's sweating, okay? So, um, but, you know, I don't know what kind of odor this chick is keeping because I feel like, if she showers every day, even if you want to have like hot, nasty sex at the end of the day, it still shouldn't be to the point where you're like, I have a nasty odor in my mouth. <laughs> that shouldn't happen. So I'm wondering what the hygiene is like. And it's hard for me to tell whether, you know, it's just sweaty down there or if it's really fishy down there based on what he's saying. He said stale piss and prawns. So that means to me that she's not cleaning. If her vagina smells like prawns and urine is what he says that the vagina smells like. And I would say that's because she probably has hair there. The urine is running over that hair. You know, if you have a lot, let's talk real talk, time out, real talk by hygiene. Okay. If you're going to keep hair there and you're all natural and a lot of people like all natural. Okay. And some men like women that are all natural. They don't like anything trimmed down there. But if you keep a lot of hair down there and you're not, you know, cleaning yourself thoroughly in the shower, okay, meaning a lather needs to be down there, okay? And you also need to make sure that anywhere that has hair should also have deodorant, okay? You need a feminine spray down there to keep you, yourself from sweating down there. And if you're going to have, you know, if you're going to urinate, you have to expect that that urine is going to be intertangled in that hair down there, okay? And so you need to use wet wipes down there, okay? Flushable wet wipes down there to clean yourself so that you won't all of a sudden try to have a little entanglement and then be smelling like piss and bronze, like the guy says, okay? And we're joking about this, but I'm honestly being very serious in terms of we have got to check ourselves. And I don't know how old this woman is. I don't know, but... To not be kept right down there. And I know that's not our old that's deep family because we are professional women that, you know, keep it together. Okay. We keep it tight. 
And so uh, I know we're not talking to us, okay? But if you know somebody that's younger, mentor these girls. Tell them, tell them to clip down there and make sure that they are together. Trim it up. That don't make no sense to do that kind of stuff. Your vagina should not be smelling pissy. And if you know you about to get involved in entanglement, you know you're a little sweaty, you got to keep those little those little summers even wipes in your purse and say, excuse me, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Excuse me, whole bird bath is what you need to do. Okay, wash it up, keep it tight. I agree, <laughs> but I'm going to go a little bit further that I know as a doctor, you're not going to say this, right? Shave your vagina, shave it, trim it, shave it, do something. There is no reason why it should be unkept, right? You cut your grass outside, you cut your vagina hair, okay? You shave your underarms, even if you don't shave them clean, because I know some people like to maintain some hair, there's no reason why you should be cultivating a forest down there. There's just no reason for that. You should trim it. Keep it well-maintained. You maintain all of the other hair that you have, the hair on your head. If you have facial hair, eyebrows, you get them waxed. Like, maintain your vagina hair too, because we don't want to smell your vagina outside of your clothes. And a clear indication, if you can smell your vagina when you have clothes on, it's probably something going on that you might need to address. And with the wipes, keep them, even if it's not for this. If you're still menstruating, keep you some wipes. It's just a thing. Just like keep your keep yourself a little ditty bag that has, you know, all your necessities with some floss, toothbrush, toothpaste, tampons, wipes. We need all of that deodorant. They even have like feminine spray deodorant. Look, there's some black owned products. Honeypot is a really good one. I personally prefer Honeypot. Summer's Eve is not black owned, but Summer's Eve is tried and true. It's been holding us down for decades. Okay. Honeypot is black owned. There's a thing, um, a brand called Le Folk, and I believe it comes out of Canada. Also black owned. All of those things, they got you covered for your feminine hygiene products, utilize them. That's all we're saying. Just utilize them because guess what? Look, this guy's a good one. He was like, oh, it turns me on. I'm not sure about his oral health after he's going down on the not so sounding clean vagina, but that's between the two of them. For me personally, I don't know too many men that are going to continue on along with this plan if there's a pungent odor that smells like piss and prawns. That's just me. Maybe guys act like they wouldn't continue on and they really will because, you know, guys can be a little nasty sometimes. I don't know. But for me, ladies, let's not be sending sending these dudes off with the smell and memory of piss and prawns. Let's send them off with something that's better so they might want to come back again for round number two. That's all I'm saying. But Janine, my thing is... His dumb ass is the person that's going down on somebody that keep on smelling worse and worse and worse. I mean, why? Now you got a a mouthful of pissing old spoiled prawns. I don't know. You know something? I don't know. Let, let me tell you something. We're not going to have a conversation about people's fetishes, but it sounds to me that if she likes her smell because he stated that she likes her smell and it's turning him on, look, they might be like, you know, I hate to quote an R. Kelly song, but two gorillas in the jungle making love out here. It could be smelling all kinds of wild. 
if it's if it's smelling wild like that, let it smell wild like that in their house. We just don't want that wild, funky smell. Clean up when you're done. That's all I'm saying. Clean up when you're done. Keep the wild odor in your home. That's all I'm saying. So, Janine, I know this is to be sort of kind of borderline gross, but we're going to have to help our listeners talk through some of these letters that are similar. Um, and we got a lot of them this week. I'm nervous for our people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I don't think, did you expect to get a lot of letters about feminine hygiene? Or did you just think that adults knew how to take care of their vaginas? Oh, yeah, I did. No, girl, I, I'm an OBGYN. I know people don't know really how to take care of their vaginas. I'm, I am really surprised. I am shocked, actually. All right, so you ready for the first letter? Let's do it. All right, this one reads, Nicole and Janine, I hate going down on my husband because he now lets his pubic hair grow. It is thick. When we were dating, he kept his pubes pretty trim, but now I think he's getting more comfortable. He works long hours as a supervisor for the city electric company, and I stay home with our two kids, so I try not to complain and please him. He's a sweetheart and treats me like a queen, spoils me rotten, but my man's pubic hair is getting a little bit too much. Even after showering, it still has a hit of musk, and I always get a few hairs in my mouth after going down on him, which makes me gag. I try to hint about shaving, but he says, I already got you, and you ain't going nowhere. Laugh out loud. Ladies, how do I tell my man I hate going down on him because he has this bush? I don't want to say it and hurt his feelings. What should I do? Stop going down on him because I don't even understand why we are getting hair in our teeth. Like... We didn't ask for nobody's dental floss. In her defense, she said hair in her mouth, not between her teeth. When you get it between your teeth, it sounds like it's dental floss, right? I got that dental floss between my teeth, girl. Oh, gag. I hate wet hair. Like, I hate hair anywhere. Like, even shaving my legs, just hair in the shower. I don't like hair in the shower. Like, it's rinsed immediately. And that's a little bitty yes. speckles of hair. I don't like hair, especially wet hair. Mm. Just makes me want to vomit. You and me both. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how he's going to learn. Because you've already communicated to him that you want him to shave. And he says that he's got you. So he's not changing. Right. That's what he said. So this is what I'm saying. You can teach him a real quick lesson. Girl, don't shave for a while. You go ahead and don't shave. Don't shave until your pubic hair is as long and as thick as his is. And I bet you he will learn the lesson very quickly. Because... Let me tell you something. It's one thing when you are kind of tiptoeing around the issue because you haven't had a conversation. It's a whole nother thing when he just disregards the fact that you don't want pubic hair in your mouth. He's playing with you and you need to play this game back. Make yourself a cultivation project. Grow it like a Chia pet. He will learn very quickly to stop growing this pubic hair that he has. Or... You can have him relax, give him a little, you know, back rub massage and trim it yourself. Because what we are not about to keep doing is get mouthfuls of hair. We, we, that's that's not OK. And I want your husband to want better for himself because, you know, hair holds odor. And when he takes off his work clothes, I'm sure that he smells his sweaty self. What would you do, Nicole? Listen, this man is paying the bills. She's staying at home. He treats her like a queen. I'm not just going to punish him because he isn't trimming. I'm going to sit down and have a conversation and say, listen, baby, if you want me to keep going down on you, you're going to have to do something with this hair. 
And I would say it just like that. <laughs> I would say it just like that. I would be real. I would be sweet. And I would say, listen, we got a problem here. And if this is your husband, you should be able to tell him, this ain't right. I don't like this. Listen, I don't like this. You should be able to communicate with your spouse without playing mind games in terms of, I'm just not going to go down on him. Well, you know what? If y'all having sex, he might not even realize you ain't going down on him for a little while. Okay. So what you need to do is tell him. Now, if you like really don't like oral sex and you like, you know, I really want to do it anyway. That's just like my excuse. Okay. Well then don't do it and just keep on going about your happy business and make sure you continue the regular sex. But if y'all are gonna, if y'all gonna get caught up, we're grown women. There's no reason for you not to be able to tell your husband, "Hey, I need you to shave down there. This is getting out of hand." Okay, listen, I, I literally got hair in my mouth. Look at this hair in my mouth. Shave that is what I would tell him. That's what I would do. Now, Nicole, she said to this man and said, "I'm not, I'm not worried about that because I already got you." We might have to resort to mind games, Nicole. Like, he's like, I already got you. I already got you. You hear you stuck, you trapped with this hairy balls. Like, it, ugh, I can't. I just can't. She's she's hinting, though. And they seem like they have a good relationship because he's joking about it, right? And so I would joke back, oh, you already got me, but you ain't going to get no head unless you can shave this. You will not, okay? You will not. Here go to Clippers. Oh, trim, it, trim it up. I would tell him. He's a good guy. He treats you like a queen. Trust me. He'll he'll trim it down. And if you joke and he start laughing, then when y'all get in entanglement, you don't go down. And he's like, oh, I can't get on here. I, I told you. Trust me. It wouldn't take him but three days. Yeah, you're right. He might do it right in the moment, to be very honest. He might go and shower right then and shave it. Just saying. Yep. Keep it trimmed. We don't need no hair. Hair is not necessary. We put on underpants. We don't live out in the wild. There is no need for the hair. It's not protecting anything. Let's just put on our good draws, wear your draws so that you don't need the hair. That's all Janine is saying. Okay, on to my letter. So I was trying to pick the most interesting of these letters. And this one was kind of interesting, but it might need your medical advice. I'm not sure. So it says, my fiance and I have been together for five years. I really love her, but she is very insecure. And I think it's because she's a bit overweight. She has gotten a bit better with her insecurities since we've been together and since we started counseling. But it really affects our sex life. We don't really have sex much, not to mention she doesn't like vaginas, not her own or others. She says that they're weird and disgusting. Mind you, she's almost 40. We really only have PIV sex, penis and vagina sex, and she occasionally gives me oral, but it's rare and up until... Just recently, she's never let me give her oral. The point of this is I have never really explored inside of her vagina before. The other day, we were getting intimate and she asked me if she could shower first. When she came back, we really got it going and she finally agreed to let me go down on her. The only problem was when I opened up her lips, I was disgusted there was goopy, yellowish, mucusy-looking stuff in every fold. It makes me sick to even think about it to write to you. I kind of played it off and kissed around the area for a short time so she wouldn't be insecure. Is it that she doesn't know how to clean? Is there something wrong? How do I talk to her about this before we get married without highlighting her insecurities? Ugh, please help. Signed, Ben. 
Okay, Ben, wait a minute. Bring back. So he was exploring her vagina and he parted the vaginal lips and saw a goopy, goopy, yellowish, mucus looking stuff in every fold. How many folds she got? I'm confused. What's he, what's he talking about? And is this just natural? Like he's exploring. Maybe she's, she's, uh, maybe she's moist. Maybe she is, she's wet. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Like normal discharge when people get aroused. I'm confused. Is that normally yellow though, Nicole? No, I mean, but it's hard for me to figure out. I mean, usually that doesn't have any color, right? But I'm confused as to what is he talking about? mm. And did it have an odor? I need more information. I need more information because she seems like somebody that's showering and cleaning herself. But my thing is, does she have an untreated STD or something? And she's trying to camouflage this by getting in the shower and not wanting anybody to look because she knows something's getting down there. And if so, I would really ask her, listen, everybody's tiptoeing around this stuff and you can't. I would say, what's going on down here? Have you been having issues with itching, burning with urination? Have you, how long has this discharge been going on? Is this only happening when you get aroused? Like it's your natural discharge? You got to ask those kind of questions. When's the last time you've seen a gynecologist? Have you been tested for STDs? You're about to marry this girl and you don't know whether that's chlamydia or not? That's a problem. You got to be direct with that thing. Listen, I always tell people and I tell patients, I tell girls that I mentor, I tell um, people that I care about, inspect the vagina, inspect the penis, okay? If you see something down there that you ain't normally seen before, you ask, what's this? Where you get this bump from? That hurt? You got to ask those kind of questions, okay? And if you aren't comfortable enough asking those type of questions, then you shouldn't be having sex with them because you're not comfortable enough with them. So you need to ask this, what is this? <laughs> what? What is this? What's this sticky stuff? <laughs> ask. Ask. Now, Ben, I have some questions. I have a lot of questions, actually. I have questions for you, sir. The questions that I have for you, Ben, are you've been together with this woman for five years. And I understand that you weren't out here giving oral sex because that wasn't what she was out here looking for. But you were sticking your penis into a vagina that you have never explored before. And now, after five years, you're sitting here writing us, telling us about some yellowy, goopy, mucusy looking stuff. Sir, what? Pause. And the fact that she was so deliberate or the fact that you were deliberate to write in the letter saying that she asked to shower first, I'm confused. It sounds like exactly what Nicole just said. Like she knows that there's something going on and she was trying to camouflage it by hopping in the shower first. But if she came out of the shower and she still had goopy yellowish looking stuff, I don't know anything yellow that has ever come out of my vagina. And I'm not saying that my vagina is the poster child for what vagina cleanliness should be like. But I do keep my vagina very clean and I've never had anything yellow come out of my vagina. I don't know what even would cause something yellow to come out of your vagina. I don't even know what that would be. I don't think that it's supposed to come out yellow or goopy. And I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to be in every fold. And again, like Nicole said, how many folds are we talking about? Because this sounds like it's a lot going on. I think that we should have a conversation about her going to get checked for not just STDs, but just for like the health of her vagina. Like, how do we know she doesn't have some sort of infection that's not an STD? Like, how do we know it's just not some like, what are the other kind of infections called, Nicole, that are not an STD? 
So bacteria vaginosis is not an STD, but it doesn't cause a thick yellowish discharge. It usually causes a thin, white, or gray tinted, watery discharge, and it's fishy. The other one would be a yeast infection, which can have a thicker white or yellowish discharge, but people are usually irritated or itchy as well. So, you know, then you also have things like chlamydia that can cause a discharge that can be yellowish. Gonorrhea usually causes like a, a, a discharge, but it can be, you know, brownish or green sometimes even. So different STDs can cause discharge, but that's what I'm saying. I need more information. Like what are the other symptoms we're having associated with this? And have we gotten uh, a gynecological check? And I can't say that the discharge isn't just normal vaginal discharge. Like some people have uh, like a natural leukorrhea. If she's pregnant, that could be a reason for a natural thicker discharge. Okay. So it really depends on what's going on, you know, and what her state is. That's why I need more information. But if you've been with this woman for five years, is this different than you've ever seen before? You can't tell me you haven't looked at this woman's vagina for five years. And again, trying to make us believe asking again, why are you not asking? What's this? What is this? Yeah. I'm with you. Did it stink? Did it smell? Did it have an odor? Was she itching? Did she appear to have itching like fleas? I have a lot of questions. Ben, write us back and give us some more details. We need more details. But what you're going to do is ask her a lot of questions. You're going to ask her the questions that we are asking you. Does it smell? Does it hurt? Does it itch? Have you been to the gynecologist? What is this? Are you on a medication? Is there something that is causing this? Are you even aware that this is what is coming out of your vagina? Because that's also a thing. You said she's a little overweight. I don't know how a little overweight she is, but you know, sometimes you can't necessarily see. Is she aware? Find out if she's aware. It's a lot of questions, Ben. You need to get the answers from her and then report those answers back to us because we want to know. We got to be able to talk to our significant others to say, hey, I'm not pleased with this. And that's not a control thing. Be like, oh, you don't want to control people. That's not a control thing. You you got to control what you're putting in your mouth. I'm just saying. That's real. What you learn new this week? So according to a study that was done by the National Institute of Health, more than 80% of men and 70% of women who were born after 1942, so let's think about how old these people are. Okay, let's talk about that. Have either given and or received oral sex in their life. That's 30% more of lifetime experience with oral sex than people who were born before 1940. So somewhere along the line, oral sex became the thing, apparently, somewhere in the 40s where, you know, people were feeling nice and liberated. And, you know, the the men and the women, 80 percent of men and 70 percent of women were out here giving it. You hear? What did you learn new this week, Nicole? I learned and this is from Manscaped. And it's a poll. (laughs) And the poll revealed that only 10 to 20 percent of women like their men with a bush down there. Okay. Now, interestingly, only 12 to 16 percent of women actually want their men to be bare down there. So women, you know, we're in the middle. Like we don't want men to be bare down there, but we don't want them to have a bush. We want them to be perfectly trimmed with a little bit of hair. So I don't know why that is, Janine. I don't know if men being all the way bare down there is linked to more femininity. Okay. Some women think that. So they don't want their men to be bare down there. But y'all, we gotta we gotta make sure we're clear on what we want. Like you gotta you first you don't want hair in your mouth, and then you don't want him to be, you know, smooth and silky down there. What what we want? 
So I'm I'm along this middle of the road line. I will say that I do not want you to have a bush because I will not even go visit. But I also don't want you looking like a 12 year old. That's a thing. <laughs> so it gives sometimes when you're not like and this is again, this is how I feel. Like, I feel like women should keep a little landing strip. I feel like men should keep a landing strip, too, because that is a reminder that I'm not sleeping with a child. Not that I would think anything otherwise, but it's like I just there's just something about like, OK, it's a man with some hair. Not I don't need a lot. I just need to see a little landing strip. That's all I need. But should women keep a landing strip? I just feel like that's a lot of upkeep. I just shave it all out. A landing strip? Yeah, I feel like a landing strip. I keep a landing strip. But again, you gotta be too creative to do that. La- mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the people do the people do it at the waxing place. You, you get the Brazilian and just keep a little landing strip. It's just enough. It's either landing strip or bare for me. I completely understand the idea of like, I don't think it's necessarily more feminine to be completely bare for a man. I just think that it looks a little it looks a little juvenile when they're like completely hairless. I don't know, that's me. Are we ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. Y'all know how the saying goes, cleanliness is next to godliness. So take some extra time and take care of your personal hygiene. Trim it up, lather it up, then rinse, then spray it down for extra freshness. You can't be smelling right and claim you're keeping it tight. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.